Hey guys, I'm Carla. And I'm Kristen. And we're the Busy, Busy Moms. Moms. How was your week? My week was good. I think I had a sickling at my house. Oh no. Little Vi was, I don't even know if she's sick. I don't know what's going on with her, but she's got like this cough that won't go away but it's not covid i kind of feel like it might be bronchitis at this point because she still has it and that reminds me i need to call the doctor (laughs) for a steroid for those Um, who listen who don't know we live in the south and last week it was like 50 degrees in the morning and 78 in the afternoon which is pretty perfect and this week it's like 95 degrees for the high so so everybody's sick well right now Right now it's 80, high 89, which is hot. Right, and it's 10.30 in the morning. Yeah, Yeah, and it's 10.30 in the morning. I noticed when I got here and I got out of the car, I was like, ew, why is it so humid? Yeah, (laughs) yes, the humidity is awful. Yes, but it gives me headaches, like the change in weather all the time. That's like one thing. I remember when I lived in Kentucky when I was little, I had headaches all the time. And I think it was just because of the climate there. Yeah. And in Kansas, I would get them. Like, I would get migraines, but eventually they went away. Yeah. But, like, living here, I feel like all of that's come back with the weather. Like, whenever the weather changes, my head just, like, cannot deal. Yesterday, I had such a bad headache. Yeah, I think it I took, like, too. a two-hour nap. I told Kyle, I was like, I've got to close my eyes. Like, the left side of my face. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm going to lose my vision. Oh my it hurts Charlotte. so bad. So they, I just laid down and took a nap. And my house was so loud, like the kids were playing, because I set up that slide, which I can tell you about here in a little bit. But we set up that slide, and the kids were playing. And it was so loud, but I was like asleep. Because, I mean, I could still hear them, you know? Yeah. But I was so tired, and my head hurt so bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, my week was full of what? Like sickness and allergies and coughing and headaches. Well, tell me about the slide. I want to know because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, so we have a nugget. I don't know. Do you know what a nugget is? No. Okay. Oh my gosh. They're so fun. So it's called Nugget Comfort. It's this brand. Okay. Um, and they, I think they're in North Carolina and they started making these, they're almost like cushions. They're these big square cushions that you unfold out like into a rectangle and then they have like two little triangles and you can build them different ways and the kids can play on them, kind of like a little jungle gym. Cool. Um, so like sometimes we'll put the two triangles and then put the the rectangle nugget in the middle and they'll just kind of like lay on it and watch a movie or something. And um, I've tried sleeping on them. I wouldn't say they're like the best to sleep on, but you can sleep on them. But yeah, they've just come in handy for so many things. So we love the nugget. And so we got one nugget and they were really, really hard to get a couple years ago. Like they were back ordered for months. And so I had ordered a nugget and then I got approved like for this. At this point, I was like, I don't care what color, just send me a color. Like I want a nugget for Christmas day for my kids. And so I got a I got a color and then I had applied for another color and then that came in stock and they were like, and so I was like, okay, let's get that color too. (laughs) And I mean, these things aren't cheap. They're like $250 or something, maybe even more than that. And then the next year we, Kyle's dad asked us what we wanted for the girls for Christmas. And so he like sent us money to get something and Kyle's like, I think we should get another nugget. 
And so now we have three nuggets. So we have a total of, let's see, six pads. So there's like a thick one and then a thinner one, like the rectangle ones that unfold. And then we have six triangles. So the kids build forts with them. They build mazes cool. with them. They build like little cubbies. So Could you use them for gymnastics? Yeah, they're a little soft, so I probably wouldn't, no. but... I don't know. They're just fun. Like, you can do so many different things with them. We'll, like, lay them out. We'll just lay them all out and all lay on them, like, for movie night. That's fine. So, it, I don't know. Like, they take up space storage-wise, but the kids love them so much that yeah. I just don't care. That's so cool. So, on Saturday, well, Friday night, we brought a nugget downstairs. And Kyle had kind of, like, slid it down the stairs. And so I told the girls, I was like, hey, you should just slide down that while it's on the stairs to see what happens. Oh, yeah. And it was only, you know, a couple stair yeah. lights. And so they did. And they were like, oh, that's fun. And so I was telling Kyle how I've seen online how people, like, stack their nuggets up the stairs. And kids, or you can slide down that's the stairs. That's so cool. So we had our three thick nuggets on the stairs like we stacked them we unfolded them and we stacked them all the way up and then at the bottom we had like our landing pad with one of the other squares and then like the triangles on each side you know so they wouldn't yeah. like fly off and they slid down this nugget slide all day That's so i'm fun. telling you all day like they would take 10 or 15 minute breaks here and there to have a snack or like watch something on TV. And then they would be like, do you want to go slide again? And they were sliding all day. So they did that all day Saturday and then all day yesterday. Slim would love that. It was so fun. I even slid down. I would like it too. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like <laughs> oh yeah. I'll have to show you a video of me sliding down because it was really the only way you could get down the stairs. I mean, they're pretty wide. Yeah. We probably had like a seven inch gap where you could walk <laughs> up the stairs and it was great for the girls, but not necessarily for us. So going down the stairs was hard. So Kyle and I were like, mm, we'll just slide. <laughs> so whenever we would go upstairs to get something, we would slide back down. <laughs> that is awesome. That it is awesome. way too much fun. And it's so... That's going to be like our weekend thing for the girls if they behave during the week. They're going to get a nugget slide on the weekend. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. It's the best time. I'll have to look into that. So yeah, that. they're nugget. awesome. Is it spelled like a nugget? Like chicken yeah. nugget? Okay. N-U-G-G-E-T. Okay. Nugget comfort. Okay. Nugget comfort. They're awesome. They have all different kinds of colors. That's so cool. They like will partner with different brands like Disney and they'll do a Disney one. Yeah. Or Sesame Street. So yeah I love them they're like the best things that is awesome that sounds really fun mm -hmm. we used to kind of do stuff like that at my house growing up like but we had like a mattress mm -hmm. that we would just lay out and we'd flip all over the place yeah um, yeah that, that kind of reminds me of my neighbor said that. that her son used to do it with cardboard boxes I'm yeah like, okay yeah I'm sure yes. kids have been doing this for years we did it with like a sled not inside, but outside. Like, we had stairs off of our yes. deck, and we would, like, run and slide with the sled down the stairs. That's so fun. I love but that. yeah, it's fun, and the kids love to go fast. I mean, they were going so fast. Like, they would put on, like, silky-type stuff. Oh, that's And so good. they would just, like, slide right down. <sighs> oh, my God. They had so much fun. I love anyway, that. Anyway, so how about you? I want to come next time. <laughs> yes. I'm going to have a nugget party at my house. And we'll just film it. Everybody and we'll show everybody. Seriously. <laughs> I posted it on my Instagram stories. So I'm like, these kids are having way too much fun. Um, but what'd you do? How was your week? So I had a pretty busy week. Um, I had a baby shower at my house on Saturday okay. for one of our friends. And um, another one of our friends and I 
um, put it on. It's so cute. They're having a little girl. And it's fun. It is the sweetest. It was just the sweetest little thing. Like, they're the sweetest little couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, it was fun. I know like, you're talking about, and they are super sweet. Yes, yes. And she has the cutest name, but I won't say what it is because I don't know if they want everybody to know or not. But it's so cute. But that went really well. Like, we, had you ever heard of um, naked icing before? Yes. So, I had never heard of naked icing. Okay. okay. And we were like having a brainstorming day trying to decide you know okay what do we want to do for the shower and Candace was like let's order a cake with naked icing because um Amber you know has really doesn't want that much icing to be on the cake Mm -hmm. and I was like okay but I was like what is that you know and she's like you know they just don't put like a big thick layer of icing it's just like a very thin like Mm -hmm. almost um translucent type layer of icing and I was like okay that sounds kind of cool because mm-hmm. sometimes icing is a little too much oh, on yeah. cakes you know like like you could have like an inch of icing so when she brought it over to my house on Friday I looked at it and I was like that is the coolest thing I've ever seen like how did they get it so thin and it tasted amazing mm-hmm. and it wasn't too much so I definitely recommend if you're having a baby shower or any kind of party and you're not really an icing person Definitely go yeah. for the naked icing. But I had no idea what that was. And I may just be living under a rock. But I don't think so. I mean, I've ordered a lot of cakes over the past several years just for different things. And so I've known what it is just because I'll look on Pinterest and I'm like, yeah, oh, this is cool. But two years ago for Kyle's birthday, I ordered him a cake like that because he doesn't like icing. Well, see, Kirk doesn't and either. So I was just like, why would I get him a cake with all this icing on it? I mean, I love icing, like, by the yeah. spoonful, um, <laughs> but he doesn't. So, I was able to order one, and she did it real thin, and it was cute. So it was like a golf cake. and That's really um, cool. Yes, I love that trend. Yeah, and it was a super, super cute smart. cake. Like, it was just like a like an 8-inch round cake. <laughs> and I also learned that I don't know how to cut cake that's round. Like, it was, okay. it was my job to... Um, cut people's slices and I kind of became the joke of the party because I was cutting the cake in squares from a circle cake. Oh, okay. So, you know, it wasn't really going that well. Most Mm -hmm. people would probably cut them in triangles, right? Mm -hmm. But not me. (laughs) Not me. I was using my whatever logic that was up there, which was probably none. I mean, I still think that's okay. I mean, it looked good. I mean, they were just... Square. Just odd shapes, baby. But so the way that I cut a round cake is I cut a circle in the middle. Oh. And then I do slices, which I think is how you're supposed to cut a round cake. I don't really know. Oh. That's just how my mom's done it. So that's how I do it. But you have like the round part that's cut and then you just cut the slices around the edge. So they're thin. They're not triangles. So they're not like super hard to get out. Yeah. Um, and then you have like the middle that you can just cut. Well, see, that was kind so. of my thought behind it was, you know, if I cut them in, cause people didn't want big pieces Yeah. and like, well, triangles are going to be big because mm-hmm. they get bigger you know, as they yeah, go from out. the center, I mean, those yeah. are huge pieces of cake. Yeah, and, and it was wide. Like, I mean, eight inches around is like, yeah. you know, and it was tall, you know. So, I mean, we were talking like you were going to have a big piece of cake if I cut mm-hmm. you a triangle. But anyway, it was really funny. I can't cut cake. I can't cut a round cake. I'm used to like... 
cupcakes these days. Yeah. You know, just get a cupcake and that's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I think whatever works, right? It yeah. It tastes the same. It did taste the same. No matter how it's cut. It's all good coming down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was excellent. We got it at Eggers. Oh, yeah. I love Eggers. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. And it was just like a plain white cake with like the naked white icing. And it was, yeah. oh, it was splendid. If you're looking to update your fall wardrobe or just looking for a few key new pieces to add to your closet, look no further than radrags.com. Use code BUSY15 at checkout to receive 15% off your order. That's B-I-Z-Z-Y-1-5. So I know that we've kind of talked in the past about like inflation and just how things are expensive. Have you noticed in your business that that is like affecting people purchasing clothes or are they more likely to spend money on themselves and they're just like, screw the groceries? <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've definitely noticed. I feel like as a business owner, I've also noticed it trying to buy clothes to provide to sell because it's definitely more expensive for me to buy clothes now because it's more expensive for the person who's selling it to me wholesale to make them right and it's just because you know it's gone up as far as like you know everything threads and like materials and zippers and buttons and you know all the things that it takes to make Mm -hmm. and just one single dress you know, it has all gone up. So that in turn has me paying more, which in turn, you know, to turn a profit, yeah, I have, have to, to increase your prices. Right. I have to adjust my prices accordingly, mm-hmm. you know, which I think people understand. But, you know, if the economy is not raising, um, you know, your, if you're not making more money, right, like, like if we're still says. making what we were making three years ago, exactly, and we're having to raise prices, we're not going to be selling anything, which I'm seeing that some. Mm-hmm. Like I have days where I don't sell anything, yeah. you know, and those days I'm thinking to myself, you know, you know, do I have my prices too high or, you know, is something wrong with me? You know, it makes me like question my ability but I know that I don't because I mean I feel like I'm I'm pretty well fair price as yes, far as everybody else you for know sure. and I try to be that way because I think about it like what would I pay for this yeah exactly you know and instead of going by like a margin profit I price things by when I look at it when I see it when I feel it you know what would I pay for it mm-hmm. you know and even now you know when. I know times are hard for a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I think about that too yeah. when I'm deciding what to charge for an item. Right. You know, and, and it is hard because at the end of the day, I am a business and I yeah. do have to make money in order to keep providing you these things. So I don't know. For me, it's like an internal struggle, you know, because I would love to be able to like charge ten dollars for everything you know what I mean like that would be that would be awesome but I can't do that because I pay more for Mm -hmm. that because I'm trying to provide high quality items to you guys and you know I say you guys because you are one of my customers yes and I wore a dress to church yesterday yay Mm -hmm. which dress did you wear the blue one oh that has like 
it's floral and it has like the neck. Yes, that one was so cute. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's so comfy too. And it's like royal blue, Mm -hmm. which is like one of my good colors to wear. Yeah. And so I just love it. You look really good in blue. Blue is a good color on you. Yeah, and it plus the dress is like so comfortable and it's lined. Yeah. Like, that is such a big deal for me. A lot of my dresses are lined. Like, I... I love that. I love lined things. You know, there's only a couple that aren't. But if they're not, they're usually thicker. Yeah. thicker material. I cannot handle going into a store and being like, oh my gosh, this dress is so cute. And it's so thin. I'm like, what do I wear under this? Right. And I'm not really, like, an undergarment person. Like, I don't wear, like, the bodysuits and all that stuff under my clothes. And I guess that's probably what they're made for i don't know i don't know but i mean mean, i'm not gonna just wear panties yeah you can see straight through it yeah so anyway that is one thing i love about your clothes (laughs) is that i mean the majority of them at least the ones that i've tried on are lined or they're thicker and you can actually wear them (laughs) yeah well that's another thing when i buy something you know i feel like i'm pretty well seasoned at buying clothes because i was a very average shopper even now, you know, like up to this point before starting my business and mm-hmm. I just know what I liked and I'm thinking yeah. like, you know, this is what I would want in something. So somebody else would probably want that. Right. You know, and I don't know. What about you? Do you see a big difference in sales? Um, yeah. Like the crazy thing is that during the pandemic, I don't know if people were just like, I would have thought it would have been the opposite. Like people stopped taking care of themselves. Yeah. But I don't know if more people were like, oh, I'm home and I'm not wearing makeup <laughs> and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm actually seeing like flaws in my skin. <laughs> um, but I felt like business did increase during that time. And I think it was because people were actually like, well, I have time to take care of myself now. Um, so I'm going to do that. You know, I'm, pro- I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to use good skincare. But now I am kind of noticing, um, you know, some of my customers aren't able to purchase yeah. every single time a replenishment is due because they had to spend that money elsewhere. Yeah. And which I totally understand because I'm the same way with some things too. Like skincare is not something that I'm ever going to skimp on just because it's important to me and I like it. Right. Um, it makes me feel good. Like even if I wasn't selling it, I would still buy it. Yeah. Just because it's like that part of my day that wakes me up and just makes me feel just better about myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's working out for some people that's, you know, but to me it's like, okay, I'm going to wash my face. I'm just going to feel good. And so that's not something I would skimp on, but I understand other people being like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'm going to cut this out this month. Yeah. Um, it's the same with any type of subscription. Sure. If you think about it, um, you know, like I used to get, oh, what was it? I would get a subscription. I can't even remember what it was now, but I used to get a subscription of something and it's like, I wasn't going through it fast enough. So I was like, okay, you know what? I don't really need this anymore. Yeah. And because I'm in direct sales, like some people do take that out first, you know, which sucks. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. Things are expensive, but you skincare to me, like if you're going to buy products, I think this goes for like anything that's being sold on the internet. If you're going to buy products and you know a person, like why would you not support them? Yeah. Because like for your business, for instance, I see cute clothes on the internet all the time and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that dress is so cute or whatnot. And, but then I think to myself, 
you know what? I would much rather support Kristen. That's sweet. Thank you. Than this like random big box yeah. store. And granted, they need to make sales too. Right. And it's not that I don't want to purchase anything from them ever, but it's like if you have something that's just as cute, why would I not support my friend? That's um, how I feel about, you know, you too. I mean, just with the stuff that I get for my face, you know, yeah. for the eczema patches that I get, you know, I mean, I'm like, why would I not buy from Carla? Because, you know, she's going to be honest with me. Right. You know. And if it works, I mean, if it didn't work, that's one thing, right? Right. So... Right. But giving it a try because you know someone that's selling something. I don't know. I, just, yeah. I guess just maybe it's just because I'm in this industry and like even direct sales or small business or whatever. It's like I know how hard it is. And I would much rather support my friends than support a celebrity that already pretty much has everything. And that's just figuring out a way to turn a bigger profit. But it's like, oh, I'm going to make skincare. Oh, I'm going to make perfume. Or, oh, I'm going to make... Yeah. Panties or whatever yeah. it is yeah. that they make. Like, yes, they're fortunate because they have that platform and it's easier for them to grow a business because people like them, right? Yeah. Like they're likable and, you know, millions and millions of people don't know me. Right. Um, but if you do know me, you're also likable. Um, but yeah, it's like, if you do know us and you are our friends or just anyone selling stuff, like I use Plexus for my guts. To yeah. get them in check. And I support my friends that sell Plexus. You know, I'm like, I need this stuff. I love it. I've used it for five years now. I don't sell it. Yeah. You know, I could, but I'm already selling something that I love. Right. But that I'm going to go support my other friend that does sell it. Because to me, it's like, you've used it. You've had results. You can tell me your experience firsthand. Um, which, I don't know. I guess I just look at it like... Like, why not? Yeah. Um, why no, not I mean, that's, people? it's so hard because I get sucked into that, you know, celebrity endorsement, oh, yeah. product advertising, just like anybody else does. Yeah, it's hard not to. And, you know, it's because you love that person. You yeah. have a genuine affection towards them, you know, for one reason or the other. And, yeah. you know, you, you, almost think of them as like, you know, oh, they're beautiful. Their skin looks this way, you know, or they wear this brand of clothing. So it makes them look this way and I want to look that way. Mm -hmm. So I'll buy it, you know, but how many times have you done something like that and been disappointed when you actually receive the product? Yeah. You know, so that I've talked about this a little bit before, but before I started using, the skincare that I use now, um, I was using a celebrity endorsed skincare brand and I thought that it was like the bee's knees. I mean, I used it religiously every morning and every night and I was like, wow, this makes my face feel so good. I'm using like a really good skincare because the celebrity uses yeah. it and it's beautiful. Um, And the only reason I stopped using it is because I was looking for a business opportunity and had tried the products that I'm using now and really loved them. Um, So I was like, okay, I'm going to make the switch. And my before and after pictures, you can see a huge difference from using the Celebrity Endorsed Skincare brand for two years and then putting what I use on my face now within two weeks 
there was an improvement. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've spent so much money on the skincare and I thought it was doing something for me until I actually used skincare that does something for me. You know, it's so interesting because you don't realize. Yeah, you do. You just think you're getting all of those benefits, um, you know, because their skin's beautiful. Yeah. Well, and to think of it this way, you know, it, it is probably because they are in the limelight and you know, they have access to reach more people, mm-hmm. but you know, I think about it when I pay for advertising, they're paying for advertising too, which they're probably paying a lot more so they can reach masses, but right. I don't have that kind of money to reach like millions of people at one time, mm-hmm. nor do I have the resources to do that. Like, I don't even have enough inventory to sell a million items. Yeah. But, and I'm not really trying to do that per se. Like, I just want to be able to make a living and support my family and provide, be a second income, you know, a steady second yes, income. Yes. Like, I would like it to be, you know, my my job, like mm-hmm. my career. This is my career. Yeah. You know, and advertising is hard because for me... You know, I can spend $50, 100 $150 on advertising, and it says, you know, oh, your estimated audience reach, and it gives you, like, a reach of, like, depending on how much you pay, you know, like, it could be anywhere between, like, 5000 and, like, 20000 mm-hmm. you know, or it could be less or it could be more. And you think, okay, so if 5,000 people are, at least are seeing my advertising, do 5,000 people not like what they're seeing? You know, am I not, if I don't get a sale yeah. from that, like how? Are they clicking on it? Are they even like clicking on it to get there? Yeah. Or oh, do they care enough to click on it? Is it, is it just because like it's oversaturated with celebrity endorsed brands? You know. Gosh, I wonder how that works. Like I wonder if there's a specific. Like an algorithm? algorithm yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. Huh. Like I would really, I would be interested to know how many people actually do they let you choose like a target market? Yeah, yeah. So, I create okay. a target, and I can even decide like where, mm-hmm. you know, I show the ad. So lately, I've been doing just like the U.S. in general, just mm-hmm. to kind of see, you know, hey, you know, who's out there that, you know, would be interested. But like sometimes I can just do, you know, like Nashville, or I can do Athens, or okay. you know, I can I can really do whatever mm-hmm. that I want, which I think is really cool to have that access but you know I don't know it's weird yeah. I'm an online business and I definitely make more sales at a pop-up and I'm like what's the difference like what yeah. is the same clothes so why why does it seem like it's so hard you know to make a sale online and yeah. so easy to make a sale in person when e-commerce is like the new the yeah. new storefront you know well and you have like a good return policy too I have a hard time like buying things online if I can't return them yeah because I'm just like oh my gosh I'm gonna be stuck with this but you have a good return policy and I mean there's a lot of stuff that I've ordered online that I've gotten tried on how to return yeah like it's not and I'm not afraid to take returns like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with returning something yeah like and I I pay for you to ship it back to me you know so I mean I feel like that's yeah why wouldn't you buy online yeah the only thing I can think of maybe you know I mean I do have you pay for shipping but I mean I pay for shipping on a lot of things so Mm -hmm. I didn't really feel like that was like an unfair 
I pay for shipping thing. on most things. Yeah. I order online. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I'd I'd be interested if there's anybody out there that yeah you know has any feedback. Mm-hmm. You know what what is there anything about my website that makes you hesitant, or is it just that you don't like to shop online? And you know how do yeah. I find those people? You know like right. how do I find the people that want to shop online and you know aren't afraid to you know buy something you know I don't want you to be afraid I want you to think of me as your friend and you know not be scared to ask me questions or not be scared to send something back to me if, if that's what's holding you back yeah is maybe you know making a return or or maybe you think the return process will be complicated and it's really not like yeah you know like I email you the shipping label and you just pop it in a box or pop it in a bag however you, if you don't mm-hmm. if you want to like tape it up in the same bag that's yeah. fine like just tape the bag together and pop that label on and just yeah. put it in the mail and that's really all you have to do you know I don't yeah know. that shouldn't be that hard and that's the same like even with what I sell like if you don't we have a 60 day return yeah. policy which is amazing. so it's like right amazing so you can literally <laughs> buy a regimen use it for 55 <laughs> days and be like, oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna. I need a hundred and fifty dollars this month to pay for my kids' dance. I think I'm gonna yeah. return this. Not that I recommend doing that, but <laughs> I mean, it's like if you need to return it, you can return it. Yeah. Up to sixty days. It just has to be post postmarked by like your sixtieth day. Perfect. And so, like to me, a lot of people ask if we have like trials. You know, do you have like a trial yeah. size or a sample size or whatever? And that's why I do carry everything. So if you're local, I can bring it to you and let you try it. Um, but those people that aren't, um, that's what the 60 day return policy is. Yeah. Like you literally get to try this for 60 days. Like, yes, you have to pay for it up front. It's not a free right. sample, but if it doesn't work or your skin breaks out and has some freak reaction, you can return it. And yeah. all you have to do is put it back in the box and send it back. And I just think it's hard to send things back. So that would maybe be my one big thing is like, especially here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like where we live, um, the line at the post office is not necessarily short. There's usually only one person working. You can drop it at a UPS store, which is great. I love the UPS store. Um, we don't have all, I mean, we could go to that one place. I'm not going to name the name because I feel like it's kind of overpriced, but <laughs> you could go to that one place down the street um, and return stuff. But yeah, I feel like just, so packaging it is easy, but if we could just package our stuff and like put it back in our mailbox. Which that's how mine is. Like you is can it? do that. Yeah. Oh, like well, it's just go. all done by the postal service. I wonder if people know that. Yeah. I don't know. Now they do. <laughs> yeah, like it's as simple as taping on the shipping label and putting it back yeah. in the box. Because most of the stuff I return, I have to take it back to the UPS store yeah. or somewhere, you know, that can. I'm pretty sure. Take let me, now that I say that, let me look. Because <laughs> I, well, I only say that because I have my post office box at a UPS store, but it's a PO box. Mm-hmm. So it's not a UPS. It doesn't necessarily have to be UPS. Like, I can get right. mail sent there. Okay. So, um, hold that thought. Well, you can continue your thought process, and I'm going to look really quick and see what... Um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that would be the biggest thing is making the time to actually go to a place to drop a package. 
Um, because you know, everyone is sort of having staffing issues, which yeah. means that things take longer. Um, so, you know, if you're in a hurry or on the way to pick up the kids from school and you need to drop something off at the UPS store, but you walk in, there's a huge line. It's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then you just like this package is sitting in your car for however long. So, I mean, I'm guilty of that. I don't know if anybody else is, but. I mean, I've definitely done that, but. That it's hard. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but it could be something that makes people nervous. I don't know. Yeah, it's priority mail. So, you know, you can just put it on your bag or box or whatever. You could stick it in a shoe box and send it back to me. I mean, you just yeah. put the label on. But, yeah. So you make it. I mean, that's pretty easy. Yeah. And it's a two-business-day return. So, and there's tracking insurance up to $100. So, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I, I wanted to double-check that. I don't really actually get a lot of returns. Yeah, which is fun, you know, good, because that means that people are liking what they're getting, but, and the only returns I've really gotten are, like, exchanges, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are super easy, too, they're done the same way, Yeah, you know, so, and, and I'm, I like to do that, like, I would do that, like, I get online, I buy something, if it doesn't fit, I'll just buy the next size first, I'll Mm -hmm. buy it, I'll get online, I'll buy it, I know right now, at that point, you have, you've bought two of the item. But just send the other one back, and yeah. then you get your money back. And it, it comes back to you really quick. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't take long at all. I think, like, maybe three business days at the most is, like, how long it takes. So Yeah. it's That's yeah. something that I'd like to know, like, from our listeners, yeah. is what their hesitations are to purchase online or um, their hesitations to purchase from a friend versus just, like, an advertisement. Yeah. Because, really, you can advertise anything on Facebook. I don't know how many times, like, people I know have purchased something from an ad on Facebook and never got it. (laughs) It's like they'll buy something and they never get it because they're purchasing from, like, a company that was just, you know, they were just established last week and they have all this inventory, which is not real. So there's like fake stuff out there. I don't know. Maybe you've never experienced this. I don't, I don't buy stuff off of Facebook. So like I go to the actual website. Yeah. So if there's a Facebook ad and this would be something good to know too, like how do, how do you purchase? Like, do you purchase through a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad or do you go to the actual website of that brand? Yeah. Because... Like, I guess I'm just not a very trusting person. So I'll look through comments and I'm like, okay, is this brand like responding to these people's comments yeah. or saying they love it or hate it or whatever? Um, but I always go to the website and see if it's like an actual legit website with yeah. an address and a phone number um, because there's a lot of like fake stuff out there that's true mine doesn't have a phone number just because that it's just me yeah and i don't want to put my cell phone number out there you know i guess i could get a fake number like not a fake number but like (laughs) you know what i mean like one that you could call and maybe it would be a different like it would come to my phone but like maybe it's a different i don't know i don't know how. i don't know i feel like if it's easy to do stuff online i would much prefer do things online yeah if i can if it's difficult I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Like, if there is not a clear, like, this is the button you push and this is how you get in touch with somebody. Yeah. I mean, there are situations, too, where you can't reach a person anymore. 
Um, depending on what it is, that's frustrating. Like yeah. I tried to book a flight a couple months ago and I was having issues booking it online. Like I could not book it online. And to even like find a note number to call somebody, it yeah. was like pulling teeth. I had to go through all these things. Well, to I have find a chat a dying phone number. Yeah, and I mean, I have a customer chat thing on mine. Yeah, and it do does have awesome. things set up like if I'm not available because I'm not mm-hmm. always available. I right. mean, I'm gonna be sleeping at some point, and I'm gonna be playing with my daughter at some point, and you know, I mean, I do I do other things, but yeah. when I'm not available, it'll send you like an automated response, and it'll say something along the lines of, you know, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Or if you need me before then, if I don't get back to you in a, you know, specific amount of time or like in a timely manner, then, you know, email me and, you know, because that comes directly to my phone, Mm -hmm. which all of it does. But, you know, it's just sometimes, you know, I'm the only person working for myself. So, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I have to have that help by the, I guess, the IT world or whatever you call it, like the the robotic help, but nine times out of 10, I usually answer you back pretty quickly myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it just, you know, I know there's so many different things that factor into it. Yeah. And it's so, stuff that people probably don't think about, you know, cause most people assume when you own a business that you have employees mm-hmm. and you have someone else that's doing the job for you. But in my case, I don't like, yeah, I'm you're the, like a one man. Yeah. What's it called? A one one stop shop is what I call myself. Yeah. Like you know, I do the modeling. I have friends that are awesome that come and help me do that. Like you, like you're gonna do that today for me. Mm-hmm. But you know, the modeling, do the advertising. I make the advertising. I set up all the pop up shops. Take down all the pop up shops. Yeah. Like I order all the clothes. I answer all the emails. I answer all the chats. I do all the returns, which thankfully there aren't that many. I do all the shipping myself from my house upstairs where we are today. You know, I buy all the things myself. Like, I spend all the money. I have nobody that does anything, you know, other than Kirk, my husband. He does help me load in and load out at these pop-up shops Mm -hmm. that I do. Yeah, because I need need somebody to help me because it's definitely a labor type job (laughs) you know because I'm just moving in moving out and it's heavy you know and you know it's it's like doing CrossFit because you're lifting (laughs) I have like sandbags to hold down my um racks because I've definitely been before where my rack has fallen because the wind has blown too hard you know so just and these are all things that I've learned Mm -hmm. along the way to do you know but it is labor and it's hard work. I love it. I love every minute yeah, of it. For sure. But it is just me, you know. Yeah. And I know it's just you. So, I know. And that's something, too, that, I mean, that's a question, I guess, I would have for you. Like, working for yourself is hard and labor-intensive and time-consuming. But do you prefer that over working for someone else? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I enjoy being able to create my own time frame to do things, you know, like my own calendar. Like I can decide today I'm going to make this ad or this time I'm going to do this, but then I can be like, okay, I'm going to go for a run when I'm Mm -hmm. like trying to think of something and I have like a block, you know, I'll go for a run or, you know, I'll always go for a run in the mornings and then I think about what I need to do. Yeah. You know, like I'll try to get that out of the way. Just because that's my time to like, you know, be in my head. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. 
And I do think about those things while I'm writing, like, you know, okay, this is what I have to do today, you know, and sometimes it stinks because, like, I'll focus my run around what I have to do, so, you know, it's the me time, but it gets shortened. Yeah, because I just want to go home and get this stuff done. (laughs) Yes, I have so much to do, and it, you know, I pick Sloan up by a certain time every day, and so I only have this, like, small window of time to get a lot of things done every single day. sure. You know, so, to me, I've definitely been more tired, you know, Mm -hmm. and, like, I feel like I'm throwing around a lot of weight, you know, like, 50 pounds of, like, sand, or 50 pounds of, like, clothes, and, you know, so I'm gaining a lot of of muscle, but... I don't That's know. That's a burn spot, uh, Kristen. There you go. I like it. You said you're losing weight. That's why. There we go. Yeah. See, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, muscle, losing the LBs. It's just third around all this heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And yes, so I do enjoy working for myself, but I am getting to a point where eventually I would love to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not hiring right now, so I'm not, you know, accepting applications or anything, but when I do get to that point, I've already thought about it and it needs to be somebody that can help me with social media. Yeah. You know, because I, even if it's just an intern, Mm -hmm. like if I had a high schooler that was really into social media or a college student, just a couple hours a week, I need somebody to help me rock some TikToks out and do some Instagram posts. Like that would be very, very helpful. I mean, social media management, I think is like a legit career these days. Yeah. I think I don't know if you could go to school to be a social media manager, but, and if that job is not legit, it needs to be. Yeah. Because, I mean, that social media is so huge. Yeah. Hey guys, are you or someone you know a small business owner? If so, we would love to feature you on our podcast. Please email us at busymomspodcast at gmail.com and let us know about you and your business. Talk to you soon. I I love creating like my own stuff, but yeah. we do have a library full of just like curated posts and images, stock photos, stuff like that. And they're beautiful and I love them, but it's kind of like a known thing that those photos, people are not going to see those photos. Like you're pulling from somewhere else, you're posting it on social media. It's not grabbing anyone's attention really, although I would love for it. I see your stuff though and I look at it. Yeah. Well, and a lot of that stuff, um, you know, before and after pictures and stuff like that, we are able to share those. Yeah. People share them online and we're, we are able to share those. Um, sometimes we have to ask for permission before we can share it. Um, sometimes celebrities will use our products and make a post about it, yeah. and uh, which is really cool, but it's like we're not allowed to just like grab that and be yeah. like, hey, look who's using our products. Um those types of things we have to have like permission for. Yeah. But I like to create my own stuff. I think I think like deep down I have this like graphic design. Yeah. I think it's just my artistic yeah. mindset where I love to just make things look fun and pretty. And you know, it goes back to the whole handwriting thing that I'm always trying yeah. to do. Your calligraphy. Yes. And so I like to create my own stuff. And I think that that's where it's hard for me because 
like if I have, I'm trying to compare the things that I'm doing to like our stock photos that are already beautiful. Yeah. It's like, I could very easily do that, but it's time consuming. It is time consuming. So it would be much easier for me to just go to our library and be like, oh, I'm going to pull that image and I'm going to post it on social media because someone else is already doing that for me. Yeah. So it's like another great thing about this business. Like you literally have everything at your fingertips. Yep. If you do not know how to talk to people, there is an actual, um, like, I don't want to say library, but there's an actual form where like you can literally copy and paste a question to send to someone, you know, it's like, you really don't have to think about it if you don't want to. That's pretty cool. I like to be more personal in my business. Yeah. So I don't use those things, yeah. but for someone first starting out, like, how do I do this? I've never sold skincare before. I've never done like a social media type business. Uh, it's a great resource. Yeah. I mean, it's on an app. You can literally go to an <laughs> app and like type in the person's email address and send them an email with an already curated message. So it's not like it's hard. Yeah. But it's whether or not you want to be personal with it. And yeah. I think I try to take the more personal route. And that's important. Because I want people to know me. Yeah. You know. That's important. So. And I love that you share your before and after pictures of your it's use fun. of your products. Mm -hmm. Because you show, you're being raw. Yeah. You know, this is real life and you're showing real results, mm -hmm. you know, like you couldn't get more personal than that. Like it takes a lot of gumption, I'm sure for you to show yourself in a face mask. I know for me, yeah, it would, you know, just to be like vulnerable. Right. And you are so good at that. Thank you. You're it's welcome. fun. I have a great time doing it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I know I need to model some dresses for you before we go, <laughs> before I go. But before you have to pick up Sloan. So yes. let's do that and wrap this up. All right. And um, I think we're going to have a guest next week. Yes. I think it's we on, are. It's on the calendar. So it's we're going to cross our fingers that everything works out. And so that'll be fun to talk to someone new about their business. Yes. Um, find out what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and don't forget if you want to also be a guest on our show, just send us an email to busymomspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we would love to have you guys. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, just a fun environment. Um, I don't feel like there's not, there's nothing. No pressure. Yeah. No all. pressure. It's just conversation. Right. And we can edit out anything or edit it. <laughs> you know, it's. You don't like what you say. Right. We won't post that. If you don't like um, what you talk about, then we can exit out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I hope, I have had a lot of inquiries, just people kind of talking about how fun it would be to talk about what they do. Um, so I am looking forward to having yeah. more guests on the show. Um, Me too. I'm hopefully people love hearing us talk, but if they don't, it'll be good for them to hear a different voice every now and then. Yeah. So. You'll finally get to hear somebody other than us. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. That'll be fun. Yes. It's going to be so good. But right, cool. Well, I hope you guys have a good week. Yes. Y'all have a great, great rest of your week. Yes. And thanks for tuning in again. This was episode four. Yes. We have four episodes under our belt. I'm and so excited. Yes. Me too. I am so pumped, but you have a good rest of your week too, okay. Carla. Yes, I will. All right. It's good to talk to you. All right. See you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah. So we just spent like a ton of time with friends over the weekend and that was really fun. And that kind of like leads into us talking about raising kids without a village really because yeah. I feel like I have one now.
that the kids are a little bit older, but when they were babies, I really did not have help. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I feel like we don't have any family here. I know Mm -hmm. you don't have any family here, so there's definitely no one to just help you in a pinch. Right. You know, I mean, even just having the grandparents to, like, be like, hey, can you watch Sloan for, like, four or five minutes while I run down the street? You know, just having that luxury we don't have. And I know you don't either. So what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you, you know, make that work? Well, so I have been listening to like a ton of other podcasts lately and they've actually talked about this topic. It's funny because I wrote this topic down like a couple weeks ago for us to talk about. And over the past week, I've listened to a couple different podcasts and they've also talked about this. And I'm like, gosh, this is so interesting because this is like an actual thing that moms go through. Like they might not live near their family and they have to figure out how to do all of the things. Yeah. Um, most of the time their spouse works full time. Sometimes they might work full time too. And it's just yeah. hard, right? So I guess for me, when I had my kids, I wanted to raise them without a village because that's what my mom did. Yeah. And I thought that that was just normal. Um, it was always just my mom, my dad, my brother, and I. No matter, you know, from the time I was born until, I mean, now, really. Yeah. You know, it was just us. And we never, we didn't live close enough to family. We would have to go visit them. And they, I mean, we were living in Kansas. And so one set of grandparents lived in Pennsylvania and one set lived in Florida. Oh, wow. And so it's not like either of them were very close. And so they were typically like a two-day road trip. Yeah. Um, to go visit them. And so we just kind of got used to being the four of us. And so I thought that was very normal. Um, Kyle, on the other hand, was raised with all of his family close by. Yeah. He was friends with all of his cousins. Yep. Um, had both sets of grandparents there. Lots of aunts and uncles. I mean, both his mom and his dad had five or more siblings. And so, I mean, they had a huge family and I remember when we first started dating and got engaged, I thought it was cool, but I was like, this is overwhelming. And then when I had kids, I was like, I can't like, this is too much for me because I wasn't used to being around a lot of people. Um, now that I look back on that and my kids are older, like all of the things that I went through as a new mom, I'm like, dang, I wonder how different I would be now as a parent if I would have had all of that help when the girls were younger. Oh, yeah. Because often um, I was sort of okay with not being by family. Like to me, that was a very overwhelming thing. Like if I had my baby and my family was around, um, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be way too overwhelmed as a new mom having people around me all the yeah. time. Like I just want it to be me and my baby. Like that's what I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. Um seeing all of my friends that do have family here that have help raising their kids and even my brother and his wife, they had a newborn. Well she's not a newborn anymore. She's like almost 
18 months, I think, or something. Um, I'd have to do the math in my head, which I'm terrible at. But <laughs> it's anyway, okay. you know, like they have my mom and her mom there yeah. and they watch their little girl. Yeah. And, you know, if they go somewhere, my mom or Jill's mom takes her and I'm just like, wow, what is that like? And part of me is really jealous. Yeah. Because I didn't have that. But then I remember that I was a selfish mom when my kids were born. And I really didn't want anybody to have my baby. Like, I wanted to have her. Yeah. Um, I could, gosh, I could really go into this because I feel like it's shaped me into a different type of person. Just completely different type of person. Yeah. Um, but what about you? Like, you didn't have a village. So what was it like raising? And by village, I don't want to exclude friends. Like, right. I don't want to say it's just family, but because a lot of people I know do have a village of friends oh, where sure. it's like they call them and they drop their kids off real quick to go somewhere. And it's like, I didn't have that either, you know? So, I mean, really on my own. And I just don't know what that's like or I, didn't know what that's like. So I grew up like Kyle. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a large family. We all lived in the same town. I grew up with all of my cousins. Everybody helped everybody. Like, we're still all really close. You know, yeah. like, my aunts are really helpful. They were always really good about watching us or my cousins or um, my granny. I stayed at my grannies, both of them. I had two grannies, Granny Lamb and Granny Riley. And Granny Lamb babysat me just about every day. And Granny Li- Gra- Granny, Liney, <laughs> granny <laughs> Riley was there too for everything. So, I mean, I always had a lot of support at home. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things I feel like that was weird for me to leave, you know, like, cause I left when I was 18, I moved out and I moved to a different state. I moved to Nashville and, you know, I guess I had always been in such an environment where everybody was loving and helpful and you know, you didn't really have to ask for anything. You didn't want for anything. Somebody always made you food. Somebody always loved on you. You know, there was always somebody to talk to. You know, that was one of the harder things for me to, I guess, learn was to learn to be on my own. Mm -hmm. So when you're like in like playing the opposite part of what you were saying, when Kirk and I got married and we moved here, so he came from a smaller family And he was used to that, you Mm -hmm. know? So they always say, you know, coming into my family, it was like they gained a family. And that's how my family is. They're very welcoming and, you know, they they want you to feel loved. So when we had Sloan, it was weird to not have people here. Yeah. You know, to not, not that they didn't want to be here, you know? And, And our moms and dads did come you know, when Sloan was born, but, and it was awesome because they, they cooked us dinner. Like we mm-hmm. had food for like two weeks because they would right. just like cook it and freeze it, yeah. you know, put it in the fridge. My mom did the same. Yeah. And that stuff is like super helpful, but you know, it's like after those two weeks, you know, yeah, when you're done just, with that yeah. and everybody's gone home and you're actually by yourself, you're just kind of like, Oh wow. You know, now what do yeah. I do? You know, how do I, how do I go to the bathroom, you know, or, (laughs) or what if I want to go get coffee, which, so I just started taking Sloan everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. she's just kind of become my little sidekick. So I guess in a way 
you know, I've just had to learn how to navigate life with a second person. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, it might've been a little easier for like my sister per se sometimes. I mean, I hate to say that because she has twins. So it's always harder when Mm -hmm. you have multiples at the same age, but you know, she does have my mom to help her. And, um, I think that's great. Like, I think that's awesome. And I know that my mom and dad love to help and they right. are willing. And I know that they would love to do the same for us, but it's just not possible, mm-hmm. you know? So that's just been the hardest part for me is just learning how to be without family or without yeah. a village per se. And we do have friends here, like you said, yeah, you know, that would drop anything, you know, to help us. But in the beginning, it kind of took having Sloan really to make more of those friends, yes, you know, I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Like just having, I think even having a baby in general, like you're going to more things. Yeah. You're meeting more people. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that, I mean, that was like a really, I look back on that time in my life and I think like one, I was very, very selfish because I, like I said, I just wanted it to be me and Olivia. Like I didn't, I wanted people to be around, but I didn't want them to help me with the baby. Yeah. Like I wanted them to help me with just like, I don't know, stuff around the house, Yeah, you know, laundry and, um, cooking and cleaning and all of that stuff. Like I wanted to bond with the baby. So I wasn't good at passing her around. I wasn't good at asking for help with her. Yeah. You know, it's like if she was crying and they would try to help me with her, I'd be like, no, 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 I got it, you know? And I feel like that was good because it was just us. But at the same time, like looking back on that, I'm like, gosh, would I have been a more patient mother with the kids when they were younger if I would have passed them along when they were crying more often when I did have family in town. Um, but I guess part of me like didn't want them to get used to that because I knew that I didn't have family here, Yeah, you know? And I, I didn't want to get used to that because I knew I wouldn't have that help. It's almost like, it's almost like you, you're afraid to let your wall down Yeah, because if you do get used to it, then you realize you don't have it and you're afraid you might be sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Sorry. like I didn't, it, I think that's exactly right. Like I just, I didn't even want to allow that to happen. And I will tell you, like as the girls got older um, and I did start to let go a little bit more, this was gosh, like 2019 maybe, um, when I did start to let go a little more and I did start to let them kind of hang with grandparents when we would go home without me there, you know, I was kind of letting them just yeah what's that what's that called like cutting the cutting the cord cord. (laughs) yeah (laughs) when I kind of got the the nest I wasn't I wasn't so obsessed with knowing like what they were doing every second of the day um when my mom would come to visit whenever she would leave I started having panic attacks because I did start to get used to having someone there to help me yeah and it got bad. I mean, it got to the point where it's like I would wake up in the middle of the night 
full blown panic attack um, to the point where I had to like start medication (laughs) because I finally let myself or I let those walls down and I let people in. Yeah. And then it was like, oh my gosh, they're not really here all the time. Yeah. And so I don't, I went through a lot with that. It was very, very hard. Um, but like, I feel like you've always been so good at just adapting so when you had Sloane, you said you just started to take her everywhere. Yeah, and I I was very much, I guess I wasn't afraid to ask for help either. I hired Skylar when Sloane was three months old yeah. because I needed somebody, you know, and I knew that the time was coming where I was going to be going back to work and I didn't really have anybody to watch her and um, it was approaching summertime and the place that we wanted to put her in like the little mom stay out they didn't do summer care and I didn't really want to just like throw her into a daycare yet you Mm -hmm. know so you know I I did feel like I needed to interview people so I did find you know I interviewed many girls and selected Skylar you know to help me and watch her and she has done that like she's been there for me since the beginning that's awesome you know and and I do feel like Sometimes it, it's hard because, you know, you, you feel like when they're that little, you know, like she'd send me pictures of her mm-hmm. while I was working and I'd be like, oh, I wish I could hold her yeah. or, you know, I wish I were watching TV with Sloan or I wish I were riding a bike with Sloan or, you know, whatever yeah. it is that she's doing. But I, I know that Sloan is getting taken care of and that's really all that matters, right. you know, is that she's getting some sort of love and affection and um, good discipline too. Yeah. Scholar's really good. I mean, she's just really good with her. I mean, if she's sweet, I just don't, I don't even know. She'll never know how much I appreciate her because she's helped me with a lot. I mean, she's, yeah. she's helped me in times where I just really, really like, for example, when it snows here, you know, everything shuts down, but you know, sometimes I still have to go to, I had to go to work. This is mm-hmm. when I had a, another job. And she would just be on the fly. Like, she would drive from... She lived an hour and 20 minutes away because she was going to college. And oh, my goodness. She would just drive here, you yeah. know? And my boss at the time was so awesome, and she would let me come in late, you yeah. know, just so that Skylar could get here. You know, but she did it. Like, snow, rain, whatever. Right. You know, she was always here. So She's part of your family. Yeah. She definitely has become my village. Yeah. You know, which has been really hard recently because she's graduated college and she's gotten a job yeah and now it's You're like, like no, don't yeah me. i know <laughs> she's like leaving the nest i know i feel like i've lost a child yes like, i've lost I can see that. a piece of me yeah. you know because she was my family so, so in a way i know this isn't the same but in a way i i've Kind of feel like how my mom felt when I left, probably. You know, you're watching them drive away for the last time, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, this could be the last time. But, you know, I mean, we just ate dinner with her the other night, but you know It's not really the last time, but I know. It's it's tough. And see, that's something that I didn't let myself do because I had chosen not to go back to work. Yeah. Um, I was a workaholic, and... I mean, you know, because you and I worked together that I was coming back to work after (laughs) I was having a baby. Like, I'm sorry, but I am not staying home with my child. I'm not a stay-at-home mom kind of person. Like, I need to work. I need to be around people. I need to feel appreciated and 
like I'm doing something right. So not that momming isn't that. Um, but yeah, like when I decided to stay home with her, I was just like, Oh my gosh, what do I do? You know, like this is, I don't know how to be a stay at home mom. And I think going from being at work all the time to being at home with a baby all the time was like the hardest adjustment for me to make. But also like I was scared to ask for help yeah. and I felt like I had to do it all on my own. And so even when Kyle was home, like I felt like I had to do it all yeah. on my own um, because he was at work all day. And like how selfish is it of me when he gets home from work to be like, hold your child. And like that was my mindset and I don't think it was healthy. I really don't. Um, I still don't think it's healthy. And I think it affected like a lot of just the beginning parts of motherhood for me. Yeah. I feel like it could have been so different had I just accepted like you cannot do this on your own and it's okay if you don't. Was it different for the second time around, you know, when you had, when you had Vi? Yeah, I think, I think the second time around I was definitely um, more open to help. Yeah. And I mostly because Olivia at the time was like three. Yeah. And that's that, such a hard age. That hard, yeah, that age in general, <laughs> like they're so needy. Yeah. And so it was like, I would either have her help me do something or I just like would set Violet down on the floor and she became a pretty independent child, which yeah. I appreciated because Olivia was not that. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, it did, it did help. Like, I hired a babysitter much sooner with Violet than I did with Olivia. You know, like no one watched her but my mom until yeah. she was like, you know, I would send her to mom's morning out. Sure. You know, when she was 18 months, I was like, I've got to do something. <laughs> um, but, you know, no one would sit with her unless oh, yeah. it was family. Um, and it was only like two hours, you know. Yeah. So. I really struggled with that, but with the second time, the second time around, I was like, okay, once I think she was, I don't think I left her until she was a year. Um, I left her with like Kyle and my mom before she was a year, but like with a babysitter, I didn't leave her until she was a year just cause I was nervous. I don't know. I, no, was, I, I was such a helicopter mom and, no. um, I still am in some kind of ways, but I've also learned so much. From the experience yeah. over the past couple of years, like it's okay. I don't think you should put yourself in a box either, because <laughs> you're either. a great mom. Thank you. And I don't I feel like you've done anything that yeah is wrong at all. Right. I feel it's like you're awesome. Like, it just was how I was. Yeah. Right. And so to find some joy in all of this, um, <laughs> I actually. My mother-in-law is moving here oh, in cool. a couple weeks. Um, and oh, I'm actually, yeah, like cool. in November. And I am actually um, so excited. And that like when my children were small, I would have freaked out having any family here. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't want... It, I don't know, like, why I felt that way, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't grow up with that. So to me, it's overwhelming to have people around. Um, 
But now I welcome that. And I'm so glad that I changed my mindset around all of that because it's such a blessing to have family around. And it's a blessing to have family that wants to move here. I know my mom would if she could. Um, She's not in that position and I'm totally okay with that. Um, But the fact that my mother-in-law is in that position and she is able to do that um, is amazing to me. Like I'm, she's not going to live far from us. Like the girls are so excited and it's going to be an experience for me to have my kids grow up around a grandparent Yeah, because again, that's not something that is the norm for me. They're going to love that. Like, and yeah, it's so, it's just so neat. And I'm like overwhelmed with just happiness and joy that they are going to get to do something like that i'm about to cry oh my gosh well it's such an emotional thing because you it's almost like you're you're gaining something that you didn't know you needed and now you realize that you needed it but it just took a while and it's okay that's it takes a while to figure these things out sometimes like does and I just like sometimes I wish I could go back a little bit though and like start sooner you know like I wish I felt all of those things sooner I don't know but that's okay that's not yeah like it's exciting to at least be able to recognize that now and the kids are still young I mean they're at the point now where they can actually remember things and make memories oh yeah it's like when they're babies they can't they don't know <laughs> they're not gonna know who so it's like them. why was I so worried about that you know but <laughs> now they're at an age where they can make those memories and that's exciting yeah too, because someone will be here to make those memories with them so I'm super stoked about that some of my fondest memories are with my grandparents yeah. you know mine just, too and I only saw them like twice a year yeah. you know but seriously it was those Things carry on throughout your life. And they do. I'm just, I'm super stoked about that. So. Well, I'm stoked for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. It'll be fun for everyone. And it'll be nice for Kyle to have his mom here too. That is going to be great. Yeah. Yes. And she's such a sweet lady too. I've met her. I, I think she's just awesome. So yeah. And she's, I know that she's just like really looking forward to it. Yeah. And um, so I think that'll be, it'll be good just for um, everyone and the girls to at least have someone yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, I'm, I was really worried. I was like, I don't want you to think that when you move here, I'm going to just drop my kids off. But I also don't want you to just stop by. <laughs> you, know? you still want the boundaries. I was like, we still have to have boundaries. And yeah, she wants that too. You know, like, oh, sure. I, I know that she would welcome the children or the, the girls at any time, but also like, we have to respect each other and just be like, hey, is it okay? Or It's kind of like know? if you were to like move back into your mom's house, you right. know, and live with your mom. You know, I mean, that it would be hard because, yeah. you know, your your parents are used to being alone mm-hmm. and then like... And then all of a sudden... <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, like, okay, we're ready for you to go now. Like, <laughs> I, it's so funny because I think about that because I moved back in with my parents like several <laughs> times. <laughs> Like I moved out of my house and then I moved back in my house and then I moved out of my house and I moved back in my house. And I'm just thinking like when my girls are 18, like (laughs) peace out. (laughs) Like it was great knowing you. And I mean, I probably won't feel that way, but right now in the trenches, I'm like, when you are 18, you have fun with your life. (laughs) Bye. Um, 
But then I'm like, oh my gosh, but the, they could move home when they're 24. <laughs> and like, need me. And am I going to be okay with that? Like my parents were so welcoming and like, Money's they never good. said no. <laughs> they were never like, no, you could not move back here. But there was a point where they were just like, okay, yeah, you know, is this temporary? <laughs> Like how how long are we talking like, here? I know you need us. Should you right pay rent? <laughs> yes, and they were so welcoming. But I'm just like, would I be that welcoming? Like I don't really know. And I mean, she was that way with my brother too. He yeah. needed when him and his wife like were looking for a house. Yeah. You know, in between places, they lived at home with my mom. My sister did the same thing. They were building a house, and my mom and dad yeah. they moved in with their twins and. You know, they lived upstairs and, right. like, had their own little oasis up there. But, you know, at some point, you're all kind of, like, ready to have your own space. Like, you yes. know, at the end, everybody is like, okay, it's, you know, we're all kind of ready to yeah, move on. Yeah, it's just and, so funny to think about. It's <laughs> like, am I going to be okay with that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I always feel bad. We always stay at Barbara and Howard's house, you know, when we go to mm-hmm. Nashville. And they have an upstairs that we've kind of like just turned into our apartment right? in some ways, you know, and I always feel bad because I'm like, you know, are we just like infringing? Is that the word? I don't even know. Are we, are we moving in, intruding on your privacy, you know, just by being up here, which I know they don't mind us, you know, coming or whatever. Yes, I'm sure they love it. But it's just like. You're still, you know how it is, you know, once your kids have been gone or once you've been gone and you get used to being alone and having your own set ways of doing things and then trying to go back and live with somebody else. It's hard. I know. know? (laughs) It's so hard. Oh my gosh. It's the same way with having a kid. You are, you mom different than anybody else, you know? So, you know, so whenever someone comes in and tries to do it different, I'm like, no, 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 I don't why are you doing that? I, I was kind of crazy as a new mom. No, it's no. like someone tried to give my kid water. I'm like, you do not give her water. <laughs> she can't have water till she's one. You know, it's like all these things that yeah. they just ingrain in your brain when you're a new mom. Like you can't do this. They can't do that. They can't have this. They can't have that. Oh, and then all of a sudden you're just like completely overwhelmed and the moms that have been around for many, many years who raised us, and obviously we turned out fine, they're like, they're not going to die. And I'm like, yes, they are, according to this. Um, I was definitely different with the second time around. I was like, okay, she's not going to die. Like, she's going to be okay. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. That's awesome, though. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, um, I probably shouldn't admit this, but there's sometimes where... I probably should be a little more, you know, like, oh, I'm like, gosh, she's okay, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But, you know, I feel like I have moments where I'm like, oh, should I, should I be more worried about what she's doing? I'm like, no, no. I know. I think it kind of goes back to like when we talked about the hand washing thing and the hand sanitizer thing. It's like, (laughs) we know better, like, yes, we should probably have them wash their hands but 
it, you know, how many times do they pick something up off the ground oh, sure. and then touch their mouth and we don't know about it. And I think that's where I make myself feel better. I'm like, who knows what she does at school? Yeah, right. You know, yes. like who knows what she touches and then touches something else. It's like, she might wash her hands after she goes to the bathroom. I don't actually know. Cause I'm not there. And then she goes to eat lunch. So yeah. it's like, I'm assuming that the teachers have them wash their hands or put sand, hand sanitizer on, but... And they're probably not following them around, though, making exactly. sure, you know? And who they shouldn't have knows. to. So it's like, I have to look at that and just be like, okay, <laughs> it's probably going to be fine. And, like, Viola ate spaghetti off the floor the other day, and I just was thinking, like, ugh, the dog walks around, or, you know, just little oh. things. <laughs> we, we, the floor is our plate. Yeah. We eat off the floor all the time and yeah. everywhere, like at restaurants. Oh, stop like, it. listen, <laughs> yeah, and I know this is so gross, but we're growing her immune system. This is what we say. So, like, on Sunday, we were at the Chinese restaurant in Nashville, you know, <laughs> and it's probably not even a, you know, like, whatever. Like, we just, we were there. Right. And it was like one of those buffet type places. So, you know, go ahead and imagine the Chinese yes. buffet. So, you know, it's probably been greasy worker men in there walking around with their dirty boots and mm-hmm. whatever they do. And she dropped something on the floor. I don't remember what it was. And she was like, mommy, I dropped it on the floor. And I was like, just pick it up. Just eat it. Like, just get it. You know, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, it's easier for you to just pick it up and eat it than to go back to the buffet and get more. You know? So funny. That's hilarious. I mean, you are building her immune system, I guess. I mean, you know, we went from, we went to that from licking all the doors at Publix. I told you That's about true. that. That's true. Yes, you, know? you did tell us about I that. I mean, she's like, she's good. She's healthy. Yeah. Oh, I actually caught her. We have a really good friend. And speaking of growing your immune system, um, there's two things that these two have done that I can remember off the top of my head that I feel like we were both kind of like, okay, you know. One was they were washing their face and drinking out of a water puddle in a parking lot, like a hole in the parking lot. So like, you know, oil and all the things from the car. So we were both kind of (laughs) like... Okay, that's kind of funny. You know, like you're like you're at that point you're like they're already doing it, so yeah. They're fine, whatever. Get the baby wipes. Yeah, I hope nobody comes after me for all these <laughs> things that I'm telling you, but you know. Um the second thing was I actually caught Sloan licking uh my car one day, like licking the side. <laughs> she has this thing about licking. I don't know. It's so it's so funny. But yeah, so she she should be good to go. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Is she ever sick, really? Not really. I'll yeah. say that, though. I need to knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. You know. But no, not really. That's awesome. I mean, she, she just makes it. Right. She <laughs> to each their own, Kristen. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we just spent, like, a ton of time with friends over the weekend, and that was really fun. And that kind of, like, leads into us talking about raising kids Without a village, really, because I feel like I have one now that the kids are a little bit older, but when they were babies, I really did not have help. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. I feel like we don't have any family here. I know Mm -hmm. you don't have any family here, so there's definitely no one to just help you in a pinch. Right. You know? I mean, even just having the grandparents to like be like, hey, can you watch Sloan for like four or five minutes while I run down the street, you know, just having that luxury we don't have. And I know you don't either. So what do you do? I mean, how do you, how do you 
you know, make that work? Well, so I have been listening to like a ton of other podcasts lately and they've actually talked about this topic. It's funny because I wrote this topic down like a couple weeks ago for us to talk about. And over the past week, I've listened to a couple different podcasts and they've also talked about this. And I'm like, gosh, this is so interesting because this is like an actual thing that moms go through. Like they might not live near their family and they have to figure out how to do all of the things. Yeah. Um, most of the time their spouse works full time. Sometimes they might work full time too. And it's just yeah. hard, right? So I guess for me, when I had my kids, I wanted to raise them without a village because that's what my mom did. Yeah. And I thought that that was just normal. Um, it was always just my mom, my dad, my brother and I. Yeah. No matter, you know, from the time I was born until, I mean, now, really. Yeah. You know, it was just us. And we never, we didn't live close enough to family. We would have to go visit them. And they, li- I mean, we were living in Kansas. And so one set of grandparents lived in Pennsylvania and one set lived in Florida. Oh, wow. And so it's not like either of them were very close. And so they were typically like a two-day road trip. Yeah. Um, to go visit them. And so we just kind of got used to being the four of us. And so I thought that was very normal. Um, Kyle, on the other hand, was raised with all of his family close by. Yeah. He was friends with all of his cousins. Yep. Um, had both sets of grandparents there. Lots of aunts and uncles. I mean, both his mom and his dad had five or more siblings. And so, I mean, they had a huge family and I remember when we first started dating and got engaged, I thought it was cool, but I was like, this is overwhelming. And then when I had kids, I was like, I can't like, this is too much for me because I wasn't used to being around a lot of people. Um, now that I look back on that and my kids are older, like all of the things that I went through as a new mom, I'm like, dang, I wonder how different I would be now as a parent if I would have had all of that help Yeah, when the girls were younger. Oh, yeah. Because often um, I was sort of okay with not being by family. Like to me, that was a very overwhelming thing. Like if I had my baby and my family was around, um, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be way too overwhelmed as a new mom having people around me all the time like I just want it to be me and my baby like that's what I thought it was supposed to be yeah um seeing all of my friends that do have family here that have help raising their kids and even my brother and his wife they had a newborn well she's not a newborn anymore she's like almost 18 months, I think, or something. Um, I'd have to do the math in my head, which I'm terrible at. But (laughs) you know, like they have my mom and her mom there and they watch their little girl. Yeah. And you know, if they go somewhere, my mom or Jill's mom takes her and I'm just like, wow, what is that like? And part of me is really jealous Yeah. because I didn't have that. But then I remember that I was a selfish mom when my kids were born. And I really didn't want anybody to have my baby. Like, I wanted to have her. Yeah. Um, I could, gosh, I could really go into this because I feel like it's shaped me into a different type of person. 
just completely different type of person. Yeah. Um, but what about you? Like you didn't have a village. So what was it like raising and by village, I don't want to, I don't want to exclude friends. Like, right. I don't want to say it's just family, but because a lot of people I know do have a village of friends of where it's like, they call them and they drop their kids off real quick to go somewhere. And it's like, I didn't have that either, you know? So I mean, really on my own. And I just don't know what that's like or I, didn't know what that's like. So I grew up like Kyle. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a large family. We all lived in the same town. I grew up with all of my cousins. Everybody helped everybody. Like we're still all really close. You know, yeah. like my aunts are really helpful. They were always really good about watching us or my cousins or, um, my granny. I stayed at my grannies, both of them. I had two grannies, granny lamb and granny Riley and granny lamb babysat me just about every day. And granny, granny, (laughs) Lonnie, granny (laughs) Riley was there too for everything. So, I mean, I always had a lot of support at home. So that's one of the things I feel like that was weird for me to leave, you know, like, cause I left when I was 18, I moved out and I moved to a different state. I moved to Nashville and, you know, I guess I had always been in such an environment where everybody was loving and helpful and, you know, you didn't really have to ask for anything. You didn't want for anything. Somebody always made you food. Somebody always loved on you. You know, there was always somebody to talk to you know, that was one of the harder things for me to, I guess, learn was to learn to be on my own. Mm-hmm. So when you're like in like playing the opposite part of what you were saying, when Kirk and I got married and we moved here, so he came from a smaller family and he was used to that, mm-hmm. you know, so they always say, you know, coming into my family, it was like they gained a yeah. family and that's how my family is. They're very welcoming and, you know, they, they want you to feel loved so when we had Sloan it was weird to not have people here yeah you know to not not that they didn't want to be here yeah you know and and our moms and dads did come you know when Sloan was born but and it was awesome because they they cooked us dinner like we Mm -hmm. had food for like two weeks because they would just like cook it and freeze it you know, put in the fridge. My mom did the same. Yeah. And that stuff is like super helpful, but you know, it's like after those two weeks, you know, when you're done with that and everybody's gone home and you're actually by yourself, you're just kind of like, Oh wow. You know, now what do I do? You know, how do I, how do I go to the bathroom? You know, or, (laughs) or what if I want to go get coffee, which, so I just started taking Sloan everywhere. Like mm-hmm. she's just kind of become my little sidekick. So I guess in a way, you know, I've just had to learn how to navigate life with a second person. Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, it might've been a little easier for like my sister per se sometimes. I mean, I hate to say that cause she has twins. So it's always harder when mm-hmm. you have multiples at the same age. But, you know, she does have my mom to help her. And um, I think that's great. Like, I think that's awesome. And I know that my mom and dad love to help and they are willing. And I know that they would love to do the same for us, but it's just not possible, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's just been the hardest part for me is just learning how to be without family or without 
a village per se. And we do have friends here, like you said, yeah. you know, that would drop anything, you know, to help us. But in the beginning, it kind of took having Sloan really to make more of those friends. Yes, you know? I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, like just having... I think even having a baby in general, like, you're going to more things. Yeah. You're meeting more people. Yeah, definitely. Um, But that, I mean, that was, like, a really... I look back on that time in my life, and I think, like, one, I was very, very selfish. Because I, like I said, I just wanted it to be me and Olivia. Like, I didn't... I wanted people to be around, but I didn't want them to help me with the baby. Yeah. Like, I wanted them to help me with just, like, I don't know, stuff around the house. Yeah. You know, laundry and um, cooking and cleaning and all of that stuff. Like, I wanted to bond with the baby. So, I wasn't good at passing her around. I wasn't good at asking for help with her. Yeah. You know, it's like if she was crying and they would try to help me with her, I'd be like, no, 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 I got it. You know, and I feel like that was good because it was just us. But at the same time, like looking back on that, I'm like, gosh, would I have been a more patient mother with the kids when they were younger if I would have passed them along when they were crying more often when I did have family in town. Um, but I guess part of me like didn't want them to get used to that because I knew that I didn't have family here, Yeah, you know? And I, I didn't want to get used to that because I knew I wouldn't have that help. It's almost and like, so, it's almost like you, you're afraid to let your wall down Yeah, because if you do get used to it, then you realize you don't have it and you're afraid you might be sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Sorry. like, I didn't, it, I think that's exactly right. Like, I just, I didn't even want to allow that to happen. And I will tell you, like, as the girls got older, um, and I did start to let go a little bit more, this was, gosh, like, 2019, maybe, um, when I did start to let go a little more, and I did start to let them kind of hang with grandparents when we would go home without me there, you know, I was kind of letting them just yeah what's that what's that called like cutting the cutting the cord, cord. <laughs> yeah <laughs> when I kind of got Fling the, the nest. I wasn't I wasn't so obsessed with knowing like what they were doing yeah. every second of the day um when my mom would come to visit whenever she would leave I started having panic attacks because I did start to get used to having someone there to help me yeah and it got bad. I mean, it got to the point where it's like I would wake up in the middle of the night, full blown panic attack, um, to the point where I had to like start medication <laughs> because I finally let myself or I let those walls down and I let people in. Yeah. And then it was like, oh my gosh, they're not really here all the time. Yeah. And so I don't. I went through a lot with that. It was very very hard. Um, but like I feel like you've always been so good at just adapting so when you had Sloan you said you just started to take her everywhere yeah and I I was very much I guess I wasn't afraid to ask for help either I hired Skylar when Sloan was three months old yeah because I needed somebody you know and I knew that the time was coming where I was going to be going back to work and 
I didn't really have anybody to watch her. And um, it was approaching summertime and the place that we wanted to put her in, like the little mom stay out, they didn't do summer care. And I didn't really want to just like throw her into a daycare yet, Mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, I, I did feel like I needed to interview people. So I did find, you know, I interviewed many girls and selected Skylar, you know, to help me and watch her. And she has done that. Like she's been there for me since the beginning, That's you know? And, and I do feel like, Sometimes it's hard because, you know, you you feel like when they're that little, you know, like she'd send me pictures of her Mm -hmm. while I was working and I'd be like, oh, I wish I could hold her or, you know, I wish I were watching TV with Sloan or I wish I were riding a bike with Sloan or, you know, whatever it is that she's doing. But I I know that Sloan is getting taken care of and that's really all that matters, you know, is that she's getting some sort of love and affection and um, good discipline too. Yeah. Scholar's really good. I mean, she's just really good with her. I mean, if she's sweet, I just don't, I don't even know. She'll never know how much I appreciate her because she's helped me with a lot. I mean, she's, yeah. she's helped me in times where I just really, really like, for example, when it snows here, you know, everything shuts down, but you know, sometimes I still have to go to, I had to go to work. This is mm-hmm. when I had a, another job. And she would just be on the fly. Like, she would drive from... She lived an hour and 20 minutes away because she was going to college. And oh, my goodness. She would just drive here, you yeah. know? And my boss at the time was so awesome, and she would let me come in late, you yeah. know, just so that Skylar could get here, you know? But she did it. Like, snow, rain, whatever. Right. You know, she was always here, so... She's part of your family. Yeah. She definitely has become my village. Yeah. You know? Which has been really hard recently because she's graduated college and she's gotten a job. Yeah. And now it's You're like, like no, don't yeah. Leave me. I know. <laughs> she's like, leaving the nest. I know. I feel like I've lost a child. Yeah. Like, I've lost I can see that. a piece of me. Yeah. You know, because she was my family. So, so in a way, I know this isn't the same, but in a way I I kind of feel like how my mom felt when I left probably. Yeah. You know, you're watching them drive away for the last time and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, like this could be the last time, but you know, I mean, we just right. ate dinner with her the other night, but you know, it's not what I really mean. the last time, but I know it's, it's tough. And see, that's something that I didn't let myself do because I had chosen not to go back to work. Yeah. Um, I was a workaholic and I mean, you know, cause you and I worked together yeah. that I was coming back to work after <laughs> I was having a baby. Like, I'm sorry, but I am not staying home with my child. I'm not a stay at home mom kind of person. Yeah. Like I need to work. I need to be around people. I need to feel appreciated and like I'm doing something right. So totally. not that momming isn't that, um, but yeah, like when I decided to stay home with her, I was just like, oh my gosh what do I do? You know, like this is, I don't know how to be a stay at home mom. And I think going from being at work all the time to being at home with a baby all the time was like the hardest adjustment for me to make. But also like I was scared to ask for help and I felt like I had to do it all on my own. And so even when Kyle was home, like I felt like I had to do it all on my own. 
um, because he was at work all day. And like, how selfish is it of me when he gets home from work to be like, hold your child. And like, that was my mindset. And I don't think it was healthy. I really don't. Um, I still don't think it's healthy. And I think it affected like a lot of just the beginning parts of motherhood for me. Yeah. I feel like it could have been so different had I just accepted like you cannot do this on your own and it's okay if you don't. Was it different for the second time around, you know, when you had, when you had Vi? Yeah, I think, I think the second time around I was definitely um, more open to help. Yeah. And I mostly because Olivia at the time was like three. Yeah. And that's that, such a hard age. That yeah, that age in general, like they're so needy. Yeah. And so it was like I would either have her help me do something, or I just like would set Violet down on the floor, and she became a pretty independent child, which yeah. I appreciated because Olivia was not that. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, it did. It did help. Like I hired a babysitter much sooner with Violet than I did with Olivia. You know, like no one watched her but my mom until yeah. she was like, you know, I would send her to mom's morning out. Sure. You know, when she was 18 months, I was like, I've got to do something. <laughs> um, but you know, no one would sit with her unless oh, yeah. it was family. Um, and it was only like two hours, you know? Yeah. So I really struggled with that. But with the second time, the second time around, I was like, okay, once I think she was, I don't think I left her until she was a year. Um, I left her with like Kyle and my mom before she was a year, but like with a babysitter, I didn't leave her until she was a year just cause I was nervous. I don't know. I no, was, I, I was such a helicopter mom and, no. um, I still am in some kind of ways, but I've also learned so much from the experience yeah. over the past couple of years. Like it's okay. I don't think you should put yourself in a to box let either. People cause you're either. a great mom. Thank you. And I don't I feel like you've done anything that yeah. is wrong at all. Right. I feel it's like just you're awesome. Like, it just was how I was. Yeah. Right. And so to find some joy in all of this, um, <laughs> I actually, my mother-in-law is moving here oh, in yeah. cool. a couple weeks. Um, and oh, I'm actually, yeah, like cool. in November and I am actually, um, so excited and that like when my children were small, I would have freaked out having any family here Yeah, because it's like, I don't want it. I don't know like why I felt that way. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't grow up with that. So to me, it's overwhelming to have people around. Um, but now I welcome that. And I'm so glad that I changed my mindset around all of that sure. because it's such a blessing to have family around. And it's a blessing to have family that wants to move here. I know my mom would if she could. Right. Um, she's not in that position and I'm totally okay with that. Um, but the fact that my mother-in-law is in that position and she is able to do that um, is amazing to me. Like I'm, she's not going to live far from us. Like the girls are so excited and it's going to be an experience for me to have my kids 
grow up around a grandparent. Yeah. Because, again, that's not something that is the norm for me. They're going to love that. Like, and, yeah, it's so oh. – it's just so neat. And I'm, like, overwhelmed with just happiness and – joy that they are going to get to do something like that i'm about to cry oh my gosh well it's such an emotional thing because you it's almost like you're you're gaining something that you didn't know you needed and now you realize that you needed it but it just took a while and it's okay that's it takes a while to figure these things out sometimes like does and I just like sometimes I wish I could go back a little bit though and like start sooner you know like I wish I felt all of those things sooner I don't know but that's okay that's not yeah like it's exciting to at least be able to recognize that now and the kids are still young I mean they're at the point now where they can actually remember things and make memories oh yeah it's like when they're babies they can't they don't know <laughs> they're not gonna know who so it's like them. why was I so worried about that you know but <laughs> now they're at an age where they can make those memories and that's exciting yeah too, because someone will be here to make those memories with them so I'm super stoked about that some of my fondest memories are with my grandparents yeah. you know mine just, too and I only saw them like twice a year yeah. you know but seriously it was those Things carry on throughout your life. And they do. I'm just, I'm super stoked about that. So. Well, I'm stoked for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun and it'll be fun for everyone. And it'll be nice for Kyle to have his mom here too. That is going to be great. Yeah. Yes. And she's such a sweet lady too. I met her. I, I think she's just awesome. So yeah. And she's, I know that she's just like really looking forward to it. Yeah. And um, so I think that'll be, it'll be good just for um, everyone and the girls to at least have someone. Yeah. And it's one of those things too, where it's like, I'm, I was really worried. I was like, I don't want you to think that when you move here, I'm going to just drop my kids off. But I also don't want you to just stop by. (laughs) You You still want the boundaries. I was like, we still have to have boundaries. And yeah, she wants that too. You know, like, sure. I, I know that she would welcome the children or the, the girls at any time, but also like we have to respect each other and just be like, Hey, is it okay? Or it's kind of like if you were to like move back into your mom's house, you right. know, and live with your mom, you know, I mean that it would be hard because yeah. you know, your, your parents are used to being alone mm-hmm. and then like, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, they're probably like, like okay, we're ready for you to go now. Like, <laughs> I, it's so funny because I think about that because I moved back in with my parents like several <laughs> times. <laughs> like I moved out of my house and then I moved back in my house and then I moved out of my house and I moved back in my house and I'm just thinking like when my girls are eighteen, like <laughs> peace out. <laughs> like it was great knowing you. And, but- I mean, I probably won't feel that way, but right now in the trenches, I'm like, when you are 18, you have fun with your life. <laughs> Bye. Um, but then I'm like, oh my gosh, but the, they could move home when they're 24 <laughs> <laughs> and like need me. And am I going to be okay with that? Like my parents were so welcoming and like, Money's they never good. said No. <laughs> <laughs> they were never like, no, you could not move back here. But there was a point where they were just like, okay, yeah, 
you know, is this temporary? <laughs> like, how, how long are we talking like, here? I know you need us. Should you right pay rent? <laughs> yes. And they were so welcoming, but I'm just like, would I be that welcoming? Like, I don't really know. And I mean, she was that way with my brother, too. He yeah. needed, when him and his wife like we're looking for a house yeah you know, in between places they lived at home with my mom. my sister did the same thing they were building a house and my mom and dad yeah. they moved in with their twins and you know they lived upstairs and right. like had their own little oasis up there but you know at some point you're all kind of like ready to have your own space like you yes. know at the end everybody is like okay it's you know we're all kind of ready to yeah, move on it's just and, so funny to think about <laughs> it's like am i gonna be okay with that i don't know I, I always feel bad we always stay at barbara and howard's house you know when we go to nashville mm-hmm. And they have an upstairs that we've kind of like just turned into our apartment right? in some ways, you know, and I always feel bad because I'm like, you know, are we just like infringing? Is that the word? I don't even know. Are we, are we moving in, intruding on your privacy, you know, just by being up here, which I know they don't mind us, you know, coming or whatever. Yes, I'm sure they love it. But it's just like. You're still, know. you know how it is, you know, once your kids have been gone or once you've been gone and you yeah. get used to being alone and having your own set ways of doing things and then right. trying to go back and live with somebody else. It's hard. I you know. It's <laughs> so hard. Oh my gosh. It's the same way with having a kid. You yeah. are, you mom different than anybody else, you yeah, know? So, true. you know, <laughs> so whenever someone comes in and tries to do it different, I'm like, no, 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 I don't why are you talking that way? Why are you doing that? I, w- I was kind of crazy as a new mom. No, it's no. like someone tried to give my kid water. I'm like, you do not give her water. <laughs> she can't have water till she's one. You know, it's like all these things that yeah. they just ingrain in your brain when you're a new mom. Like you can't do this. They can't do that. They can't have this. They can't have that. Oh, no. And then all of a sudden you're just like completely overwhelmed and the moms that have been around for many, many years who raised us and obviously we turned out fine. They're like, they're not going to die. And I'm like, yes, they are. According to this. Um, I was definitely different with the second time around. I was like, okay, she's not going to die. Like she's going to be okay. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's awesome though. I I was just thinking, um, I probably shouldn't admit this, but there's sometimes where, I probably should be a little more, you know, like, oh, I'm like, oh, she's okay, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But, you know, I feel like I have moments where I'm like, oh, should I, should I be more worried about what she's doing? They're like, no, no. I know. I think it kind of goes back to like when we talked about the hand washing thing and the hand sanitizer thing. It's like, (laughs) we know better, like, yes, we should probably have them wash their hands but you know how many times do they pick something up off the ground and then touch their mouth and we don't know about it and I think that's where I make myself feel better I'm like who knows what she does at school yeah right you know like who knows what she touches and then touches something else it's like she might wash her hands after she goes to the bathroom I don't actually know because I'm not there and then she goes to eat lunch so it's like I'm assuming that the teachers have them wash their hands or put san- hand sanitizer on, but... And they're probably not following them around, though, making exactly. sure, you know? And who they shouldn't have knows? to. So it's like, I have to look at that and just be like, okay, <laughs> it's probably going to be fine. 
And like Viola ate spaghetti off the floor the other day and I just was thinking like, ugh, the dog walks around or, you know, just little oh. things. <laughs> we, we, the floor is our plate. Yeah. We eat off the floor all the time. And everywhere, like at restaurants. Oh, like listen, yeah. I know this is so gross, but we're growing her immune system. This is what we say. So, like on Sunday, we were at the Chinese restaurant in Nashville. You know, (laughs) and it's probably not even a you know like whatever. Like we just we were there, and it was like one of those buffet type places. So you know, go ahead and imagine the Chinese buffet. So you know, it's probably been greasy worker men in there walking around with their dirty boots and mm-hmm. whatever they do. And she dropped something on the floor. I don't remember what it was. And she was like, mommy, I dropped it on the floor. And I was like, just pick it up. Just eat it. Like, just get it. You know, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, it's easier for you to just pick it up and eat it than to go back to the buffet and get more. You know? So funny. That's hilarious. I mean, you are building her immune system, I guess. I mean, you know, we went from, we went to that from licking all the doors at Publix. I told you That's about true. that. That's true. Yes, you, know? you did tell us about I that. I mean, she's like, she's good. She's healthy. Yeah. She, oh, I actually caught her. We have a really good friend. And speaking of growing your immune system, um, there's two things that these two have done that I can remember off the top of my head that I feel like we were both kind of like, okay, you know. One was they were washing their face and drinking out of a water puddle in a parking lot, like a hole in the parking lot. So, like, you know, oil right. and all the things from the car. So, we were both kind of like... <laughs> Okay, that's kind of funny. You know, like you're like you're at that point you're like they're already doing it, so yeah. They're fine, whatever. Get the baby wipes. Yeah, I hope nobody comes after me for all these things <laughs> that I'm telling you, but you know. Um the second thing was I actually caught Sloan licking uh my car one day, like licking the side. <laughs> she has this thing about licking. I don't know. It's so it's so funny. But yes, yeah, so she she should be good to go. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Is she ever sick, really? Not really. I'll yeah. say that, though. I need to knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. You know. But no, not really. That's awesome. I mean, she, she just makes it. Right. She to each their own, Kristen. <laughs> okay. We're recording. Here we are. One, two, three. Come on, baby. Say you love me. Do you know Five, that? six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven times. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. I'm just gonna keep on counting till you are mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I know it, but it's like I like Gloria Esteban. I did two Gloria Esteban Peloton workouts. This oh, week. you did. I did. So that song's in your head. Yeah. So it's stuck in my head. <laughs> Come on, baby, say you love me. Five, six, seven times. Well, how about this one? Oh, yeah, what? You don't know that one? What? It's the one that's like, oh, hang on. Now I got to sing it in my head so that I can. <laughs> what about, you know this one? Come shake your body, baby. Do that conga. No, you yeah, can get yourself. But... Yeah, I don't know all the words, though. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Carla <laughs> <laughs> sucks in the singing. No, today. you do not. You're not amazing. going well. Not going. No, well. you are amazing. We we just um, have to do things that you know. Well, it's like whenever there's a song on your phone, I feel like that's where I'm like, oh, okay, I know that song. You know this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
But I don't ever listen to it, Gloria Estefan, so I don't know. Guys, I only know like radio songs of hers. It's kind of like her. Lizzo. Like I only know if I could reach higher. That one, you know that one. That was the Olympic song, Gloria yeah. Estefan. She did the <laughs> from nineteen ninety six. Killing me. Okay, I like Gloria Estefan. <laughs> and this Miami Sound Machine. That's the name of the song. That's the band. That's oh. her band name. Oh. Yeah, she's Gloria Esteban and the Miami Sound and Machine. And the Miami Sound They're the ones that go, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to listen. That way, next week, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> listen to the greatest hits. She has on a puffy red dress and like a red um, headband. Okay. That's a good one. What about Paula Abdul? Do you like Paula Abdul? Straight up now, tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Am I caught in a hit and run? Straight up now, tell me, is it going to be you and me together? Oh, oh, oh. Are you just having fun? Caught. I was going to say, I can't sing today. Or something like that. This is all I don't just... know which <laughs> way to go. And that's all I know. Sound a little that bit That song's like... hard to sing. It I is very like. hard to sing. We listen to Cold Hearted Snake in the car all the time. She's a cold The girls love snake. that song. Look into his eyes. Uh-oh. He's, He's been, been telling lies. lies. So Violet calls it old carded <laughs> instead of cold hearted. She calls it, I want to listen to old carded snake. <laughs> And I'm like, and Kyle's like, what? I'm like, cold-hearted snake. Cold-hearted. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard, Isn't that though. That's so funny. That's so cute. I love when, like, the kids will say random things. Yes. Like, Olivia, when she was first, well, I don't want to say when she first started reading, but it was more like when we were reading together when she was little. There were, like, fairy tales, you know, once upon a time. Instead of saying once upon a time, she would say one upon a time. Oh. And I'm like, so now every time I say once upon a time, I think like one upon a time. And it makes me want to say one upon a time instead of once upon a time. So I did that with the word yellow. She called it, um, oh, what was it? Let's see. It wasn't yellow. Yewo. Oh, really? Or Wewo. Sorry, Wewo. She didn't even say the Y. Violet calls it Lello. Lello. Like with an L. She's oh, like, I'm like, what color is that? Lello. That's so <laughs> cute. Does she still say it like that? Yes, That's she so does. Cute. She says all of her colors, but then for yellow, she says Lello. Oh, <laughs> but why is that a hard it? letter? It is a hard letter. It's, it's it's kind of one of those letters that's not used very much either, really, unless it's just at the end of a sentence. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except for yellow. Yeah. And Mellow. You. Yellow. You. Yellow. You. Yeah. You. You. But you's a little easier because it has that you, like the, the letter. O-U. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the ones that have the two vowels that make it hard, you know? Because like Y what? is sometimes a vowel. Oh, you yeah. Know? That's right. A-E-I-O-U. And sometimes Sometimes <laughs> Well, now oh, that boy. we have talked for five minutes and uh, probably bored everybody right? to tears. What are we even talking about? I have <laughs> I no idea. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be fun if we talked today about what it's like raising kids without a village. Yeah. Um, 
But do you want to talk about your week first? Sure. Um, okay. So we actually went to a Preds game this past week. What's a Preds game for um, those people that don't know hockey? Okay. So the Nashville Predators, Fang Fingers. Um, okay. Yeah. So we got, um, for Kirk's birthday and Christmas this year, because we just had to do it that way. Yeah. Um, we got 10 game passes. Cool. So we're going to go to 10 games throughout the season. So they play so many. Like, there's there's probably 100 games. Maybe more. Really? I don't even know. There's a lot. They play they, that many? They play a lot of games. Interesting. So um, we got those, and we went to our first preseason game this past Friday. And it was so much fun. We <laughs> didn't know what we were doing. So we get discounts on, like, concessions and that kind of stuff. So we mm-hmm. were going around using our little code everywhere, trying to figure out what we got for, you know, 50% off. Oh, okay. What we got for 25% off because it was different yeah. everywhere. But apparently it doesn't work at the grilled cheese stand because I paid $13 for a grilled cheese oh, sandwich. Oh, boy. Isn't that so painful? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've about cried. I, that's one thing. Like, I love Panera. Yes. Love Panera. It's so good. Um, and the girls love grilled cheese sandwiches from Panera. And I do too. Like, they're, they're actually good. really, really good. Yeah. But they're like eight or nine dollars for oh, a whole sandwich. It's ridiculous. Or something. Yeah. And they're delicious, but I'm like, gosh, you know, I could really buy like a loaf of bread and a pack of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you can make like and make 12 ten sandwiches, sandwiches, twelve sandwiches. Oh <laughs> gosh, it's so painful to yeah. pay that much money for food. Yeah. Out places. When oh, I know. you can, it costs like nothing to make, like a hot dog. You can buy a package of hot dog for like four dollars. Yeah, and it comes with what, like eight hot dogs. I don't like and hot dogs, but I don't really either. But the <laughs> girls do. Like when we ever when we go to the Mexican restaurant on Fridays, oh, yeah, Olivia right. orders two hot dogs with no bun. Oh, I love that because she only likes the hot dogs, and if it comes that. with a bun on it, she won't eat it. Even if she takes the bun off, they're still breading on the hot dog, and it tastes weird. Anyway, so <laughs> love them. Um, but yeah, so she gets these hot dogs and I'm thinking, oh my God, we just spent like $8 <laughs> on two hot dogs that are like steamed. I don't even know how they cook them. I think they just like steam them or even maybe just like them in the microwave. In. Maybe. Oh, maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just like, <laughs> why, why? Um, anyway, so you paid $13 for a grilled cheese. Was it good at least? Oh yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, it wasn't just a grilled cheese. It was one of those fancy grilled cheeses. It it had like pesto and a tomato Mm. on it, but you just got a grilled cheese. There wasn't a side or a drink included with that. So it was $13 for a grilled cheese sandwich only. And so that was, I tried to use my code but it wouldn't work. So weird. I know. I don't know if I was just doing it wrong because it was one of the ones where it was self serve, mm-hmm. and they had a scanner up there. But I don't know my my because it's a QR code that we have, right? And I don't know if it just wasn't working, and there wasn't anybody to ask, you know. So I was just like, well, I'll just let mm, it go whatever. this time. But next I'm time, on thirteen bucks. Yeah, next time, and I've waited in line for so long, you know, because that's a that's a busy one. Yeah, it's a it's a popular one. Um, but I don't know. I was just like, I'm just going to eat this one. But I did get half off of water, like a water bottle, which mm-hmm. was amazing because they're like $6 for 
for a That's water bottle. That's another crazy thing. I know. I know. But what do I you do? I guess they have to make money somehow. Yeah. And it's expensive. I guess just like everything else, it's mm-hmm. expensive to run Bridgestone. So, yeah. you know, I mean, think about what kind of electric bill that right. place has. And with the ice rink, I'm sure it's like their water bill is out of control. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, are the games pretty packed usually? Um, the actual season games are. Okay. This game wasn't. We actually so for so it's funny. For season games, we have lower bowl tickets, but for the preseason games, we had three hundred level tickets okay. and we got some extra tickets so we could take some friends if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny. We had no idea where we were going because we haven't set up there in a long time. Yeah. And everywhere you sit's a good seat. Like there's no bad place in the house. Right. It's just Kirk loves to be closer to the ice. Yeah. Um, so when we got up there, we were in the media section and we didn't realize, you know, when we got up there that we were going the wrong way. So we walked up the stairs and I started looking around and I was like, there's a lot of people up here with like microphones and like equipment and just like people in suits, like in black suits, you know, like kind of started feeling like, okay, maybe we're not supposed to be here, you know? So this guy like comes over to me, he's in one of the suits and he started mouthing to me like, you know, Hey, I think you might be in the wrong spot. And I was like, I figured that out. I was like, yeah. (laughs) And so he let us like keep going the way we were going, but it was so funny. But, and we were in the right section, but there were only two rows in this oh. section for people. Huh. So I don't know if they just let people with preseason or sorry, with season tickets sit there, you know, or yeah. I don't know how they did that. But anyway, it was really fun. And then we moved to the Larbo. We moved to like eight rows up from the ice whenever. Nice. Yeah. Like it was really fun. Like That's awesome. it, it was, it was a good time and cool. it, it was an early game. So we were out by like 730, 8 o'clock. Nice. Like, yeah, it, it was really fun, though. Preds games are really cool. If you guys have never been to a hockey game, I recommend going to a hockey game at least once in your yeah. life. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I guess Nashville's the closest. Yeah. I think which so. isn't far, obviously, because you go there to watch the Preds play. But I've never really had a hockey team because growing up in Kansas, we didn't have a professional hockey team. We had like a semi-professional team that kind of came and went and then came back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, being from Pennsylvania, the Penguins, yeah. are, all of my family is um, Penguins fans. So they go to the games. My cousins go to the games. And I love They that. look like they're so much fun. They are. I don't know if the Predators ever play the Penguins, but that would probably be a fun game to go to just you because know. I would feel like I belonged, sort of. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I we don't know. play, I know we play like New York. Like, we played the New York Rangers and, um, I want to say Buffalo, maybe? But I don't know. We'll yeah. have to, I'll have to look at You'll that. We'll have to look at the schedule yeah. and see. That could be fun. Yeah, because that would be really cool. Yeah. We should go. We should go together. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We should. That would be fun. My my brother watches Penguins games and You could be like. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> hey, guys. That's like, I'm here. <laughs> So did you do anything else or just go to the hockey game? Um, what so else did you guys Saturday, do this is kind of funny. Saturday we got up and um, we decided just to kind of take Sloan to a little park that was nearby. We stayed at my mother-in-law's house and she has a park close to her. And so we took her to the park and we got lunch before we went. 
so we're sitting there, we're eating, and we noticed there were there was like a festival of some kind going on. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, you know, we'll just walk around the yeah. festival whenever we're that done. Fun. So we get Sloan in her car, or sorry, not in her car seat, in her stroller, and we're walking around and walking up the hill to the festival. And it says that it's a pagan festival. Okay. So it's, we were all of a sudden like, okay, maybe we should not go to this because right. we weren't really sure what pagan was, you know? So I Googled it. Like witchcraft? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I Googled it and it was like anything other than a Christianity. So right. like, it could be anything really, which there's nothing, you know, nothing wrong with like being like whatever you want to be, but just say like we did not feel like we needed to be there, you know, like yeah. we that was not what we wanted to do. So <laughs> we we definitely didn't want to expose Sloan yeah. <laughs> to that, you know. So, anyways, we had tailed it out of there, and we went to a different park, which was fun. They were having a cultural festival okay. at this other park that we went to. That's what I love about a little Nashville. more educational. Yeah, yeah, and. She got to do some fun stuff. We got to feed some ducks. There's a real big pond um, cool. at this park. It's Centennial Park. 